0: Good morning, St. Paul. This is your Unbougie Foodie. You know, there really has to be something said about trying to interrupt a Prince song. So, yeah, I couldn't do that, <laughs> and it was the, the kind of the extended version. But yeah, it's important not to do that, you know. Welcome so much uh, to the Unbougie Foodie. As always, this is I'm going to say, hopefully, your favorite food show. And I am your host. Uh, I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. So thank you so much for taking the time to wake up with us or with me uh, and, you know, get an opportunity to hear about some great food within the cities, uh, East St. Paul, St. Paul, neighboring uh, communities. Um, We cover it all. We We really do cover it all. And today is a great day to, you know, to get engrossed in the culture, uh, specifically, um, if you would, Hispanic or Latin culture. So if you're not aware, every year, St. Paul hosts the Cinco de Mayo. So yesterday, yes, was Cinco de Mayo. However, the official days that they actually post an event or festival and festivities is that Saturday. So if it falls on a Saturday, there you go. If not, like in this case, it will be the that following Saturday. You know, yesterday was a fair, you know, not trying to explain all that, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so just imagine all the different types of foods that are available right now now mind you right now it is 10 a.m you know saturday however there has already been some activities going on uh in downtown st paul uh for cinco de mayo aside from all the vendors of course setting up early or whatnot uh just the opportunity to go down there and taste a wide variety of food so yes you're actually you're gonna have uh mexican food um latin flavor culture all of that but then in between that there are american fare that you could also have as well so just because we're saying that it is cinco de mayo and is for a festival in regards to cinco de mayo does not mean that that's the only thing that you're going to have which i don't mind that i don't know about anybody else i do not mind that at all um because there's just there's just a wide spectrum of types of foods um, that you could have. I mean, tacos, elotes, burritos, uh, you know, quesadillas, tortas. Uh, gosh, I could go on and on, and the different types of meats that are out there: lengua, uh, you know, barbacoa, <sighs> buche, carnitas. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to name all of that. <laughs> anyway, if you are not familiar with where it is, um, I'm quite sure you are familiar with where it is. But if not, if you if you know where, you know, what? Uh, goodness. Uh, El Burrito Mercado is you will basically be in the heart of it. So... Yeah, that that I mean that's the only thing that I could say on that. <laughs> um, but for specifically uh, for you know the events in the area, uh, you, you're you're thinking okay, well, what is going to be available? Well, the west side of Saint Paul, again, as I mentioned, they always put this on, um, and they encourage everyone of every different culture to come out and to enjoy uh, the different types of foods, as well as the festivities that are going on. Um, you know, it's being sponsored by so many different, um, uh, it's being sponsored by a number of partners, let me put it that way. Um, so it's it's something that is, that occurs, you know, and it grows. On, it just seems to grow on a daily, or excuse me, on a yearly basis. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity to get engrossed into, into the cultures. Um, I, you know, I, because I'm here, it does not mean at all that I am not going down there because <laughs> I will be down there. <laughs> I will be down there. Uh, there are a number of different, um, Events that are planned um, at ten o'clock. They're going to have it. Well, right now they're having a parade down Caesar Chavez, and that's going to go from Wabasha all the way to Ada or Ada, excuse me. Uh, there, <laughs> I, I'm not going to list everything that's going on, but just a few things. There's going to be a jalapeno because we're talking about food, of course. Uh, there's going to be a jalapeno eating contest, and there's two. There's one at twelve forty-five and then another one at two fifteen. So I would assume that they're giving people an opportunity to kind of like maybe cool off. <laughs> um but yeah. KFI is actually putting uh <laughs> KFI, what am I saying? Uh a specific <laughs> it's going to be a contest, let <laughs> may put it that way. <laughs> Uh anyway, make sure to take yourself down there, you know, get involved. Um different restaurants. I mean El Burrito Mercado is is the main one because I know that the years pass when I've gone, that's where I go in to probably get a burrito, uh because you know, year after year I do actually volunteer down there, so I'll be going down there to volunteer. So hopefully you'll see me. If you recognize me, you know who I am, say hello. I'll probably be walking about. You never know. Um, But the times that I, you know, when each time that I've gone to the event, um, I've always made sure to stop by um, El Gorito Mercado. Um, Boca Chica is there as well. Um, Wonderful places. Um, I I like going to La Palma um, Supermercado and a cafe. Um, La Palma is right here, actually in the nearby neighborhood. Uh, you know, not that far. Maybe it's about a ten, a five-minute drive away from WEQI, um, the radio station. Um, but they are also going to be down there as well. I mean, today is a day for you to actually be out there and enjoy all the different traditional. Uh, Mexican and Latin flavors that are going to be available to you. You're probably wondering, okay, well, where is this wonderful place going to be? Well, like I said, the you know, it's so it's difficult to just give you a specific address, but you know, if you know where Cesar Chavez Boulevard is, and it's it almost comes to like. How would you say intersection uh, in intersects with so many different streets? Roberts, um, Caesar Chavez. Um, is it Plato? Because, you know, people might hear in Minnesota say Plato or 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 plateau. Or, I say Plato. I'm just going to say Plato because, <laughs> you know, there's road rodeo and rodeo. Sorry (laughs) on a tangent right now, (laughs) but, uh, you know, again, I just have to encourage you to get down and uh, take, get involved and take part in some of the uh, different um, foods that are going to be there. Uh, There are just too many different foods and vendors to name. But literally, you have almost like a mile and a half or two mile stretch of different vendors and you know, opportunities to uh, get engross yourself in the culture itself. You know, I have to say that, again, I always draw back on my own um, culture and heritage. My parents are from Central America, so I have this such a strong attachment to the Latin community. Um I they're a great community. Um, I enjoy the people. <sighs> Hello, the food. Um, you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. Um, the opportunity that you have to taste a different, I'm sorry, I, I keep thinking about like maybe um, a taco. Maybe with some some boucher. Or lengua with uh, tomatillo sauce, you know, and of course, onions, cilantro, radishes, lemon squeeze across the top. (laughs) You know, that's what I do. I'm going to try to entice you with food (laughs) as well as making my own self hungry. But uh, again, getting down to... I'd, I'd say what? El Burrito Mercado. Hmm. You're probably wondering okay, well, where are they located? Well, okay. El Burrito Mercado, they are located, and I'm just going to use them as an example of, you know, probably your best way to get there. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's in St. Paul. Hold on. Patience. Okay. Okay. It's uh, 175 Cesar Chavez Street. Um, Again, that's St. Paul. Um, If you, again, want to go down to um, the Cinco de Mayo Festival that's happening in St. Paul, please, if that's the case, use that address. But clearly, if you drive down the the west side of St. Paul uh, and I'm just going to say, follow the traffic. You will find that you're right in the heart of it. Uh, There's no way to miss it. I mean, El Burrito Mercado alone, they have award winning food. They're, you know, that they're located, um, they have their main uh, establishment, um, brick and mortar, if you would, um, in St. Paul, but they also have another in the Midtown Global Market which is still also a brick and mortar as well because it's a full restaurant I mean you could order everything but here at uh, the El Verde Mercado in St. Paul you have, I mean it really is a full market um, I, I'm excited because there I know that there's going to be tamales, there's going to be empanadas um, it's, it's a great opportunity for you to just go out and get in involved with the culture the Latin community we love you we really do at least this foodie is expressing himself on the air <laughs> that I do anyway uh, that is you know for um, for Cinco de Mayo uh, I know that there's so much that I could try to color on that but I, I don't want to c- kind of bore you uh even though you know I'm good at enticing you with all the different types of foods, but I think you need to go out there and experience it yourself. Plus, uh, I don't want to tell you that something's down there when I haven't gone myself because you know it started at nine o'clock. So, and where am I? I'm telling you about places and things regarding food on the air. <laughs> so I'm not there yet. I will be though, and hopefully next week i'll be talking a little bit more about it about the different types of foods that i had uh while i was down there but for right now i want to actually uh you know talk about a couple of of recipes um yeah one that was i I put it on my facebook page you know as a video again I think everyone, there is probably not a listener out there that does not know what one of my weaknesses is, aside from pork bellies, yes. But what is it? Brussels sprouts. (laughs) And there was a recipe that I saw online, which it was an associated video and everything, but I figured I need to get the recipe as well so that I could share it on the air. And that's what I'm doing right now. Uh, I want to take this time to kind of share that information with you because man, um, this is some great stuff, uh, and it's simple. Um, it really it's simple. Uh, and how could you go wrong with doing Brussels sprouts? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Brussels sprouts. So it's the Parmesan roasted Brussels sprouts. Parmesan roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, gosh, looking at that video, you're, you know, hopefully you've seen that on my Facebook page again at the UnBougie Foodie, um, the way that it is, you know, roasted and those the Parmesan is either some bits are melted on it. Uh, and then, you know, simply, you know, you're using olive oil and breadcrumbs and yeah, we'll get into the recipe right now. Cause yeah, I, I know you're waiting. So I hope you have a pen on paper available or you're listening very closely, but you could also see it on my Facebook page too. If you don't get an opportunity to write this stuff down, maybe you're driving to go down to El Burrito Mercado or maybe the farmer's markets. So let's get into it. The ingredients first off for this Parmesan roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, it is one and one half pound of fresh Brussels sprouts trimmed and halved. Um, Trimmed and half, uh, trimmed specifically, I know you're probably wondering what do they mean by trimmed? I mean they're already they're small. What what else do you need to do with Brussels sprouts? Well with Brussels sprouts, um I mean you don't want to just simply throw them in. I mean true enough, you want to first wash them. Uh but then some of the leaves on the outside, you may want to take off or trim them off, as well as the small stock at the end of the Brussels sprout. Um yeah, sometimes I guess you, it could be that you want to, you know, have the whole entire Brussels sprout, but a small piece of that, trimming it probably like a quarter of an inch um, from off the Brussels sprout, depending upon how large your Brussels sprouts are. Because, you know, sometimes these stocks, especially if you're getting them from the farmer's market, yeah, they could be a great size, and sometimes they're on the stock itself. Um, so that small, that piece or that um part of the stock itself that's still you know attached to the actual brussels sprout um you want to trim that off because it's it's kind of stocky and stocky (laughs) it's kind of hard and not often bitter but you know you want to have a pleasant taste when you're eating your brussels sprouts and trimming it helps uh more air get to the actual vegetable and because it was cut off at one point and it's probably dried at the end so you don't want that portion on it you want to trim it off so that you get that freshness of the vegetable itself so that's what they're talking about as well as with the leaves next is two tablespoons of olive oil and you know olive oil or you know somebody people want to say EVOO you know for extra virgin olive oil um, whatever your choice is, um, you know, you can definitely it's always encouraged to use olive oil, uh, for less cholesterol. And I'm no dietitian or anything like that. These are just standard things that, you know, if you're when you're a foodie or you're interested in food and enjoy food, uh, even being a home chef or amateur, you know about using olive oil or lighter oils um, that are more natural. So olive oil, two tablespoons. Next is a quarter cup of breadcrumbs. I'm trying to, th- I wonder if panko could be used. I-, I would assume so. I would assume so, but breadcrumbs you might even be able to use. Uh, I don't want to say that. I was going to say maybe um like not really a stovetop but you know there are if you go to the grocery store you can go and just purchase you know breadcrumbs not specifically panko but there are breadcrumbs or there would be larger maybe like croutons uh specifically unseasoned um i would say because when you start to get into the other seasonings and Spices that are, uh, you know, on the breadcrumbs—you probably you don't want that to mix with your Brussels sprouts, and I, and this is just my suggestion. I would say go and get it from just some regu- plain croutons. Put them in a plastic bag, crush them up. There you go. Quarter cup of breadcrumbs. Next is a half cup of shredded Parmesan. Now, there are so many different places that you could get. You know, really great parmesan. And I know this seems like okay. You're just kind of talking about neighborhood stuff. Well, you know, we're in the neighborhood. When you cook at home or whatnot, you don't always have the opportunity to go to a really exclusive uh, cheese maker or producer that has you know fine parmesan, really fine parmesan. I didn't say that you, you can't go to someplace like, a, a, you know, pre-packaged and get Parmesan, but it tastes so much better when you do it yourself. But if you don't want to go through the trouble, that's fine too. Cub has wonderful uh, Parmesan cheese and it's in that, you know, in the kind of refrigerated section where you would find some of like cheeses and um, feta cheese, um, goat cheese, um some maybe summer sausage and so forth. In that specific area, look for some Parmesan cheese. You'll find a wedge of it, even if it's a small wedge because you don't always have to buy a big wedge. You can you know get that small wedge and use it for that one dish. Sometimes you have to go out to the grocery store uh, once to get that one meal prepared and get everything, you know, how you want uh, or what you need i should say um and then you know another time when you're doing something a different dish fine you have to go back to the grocery store <laughs> what's what's the harm in that <laughs> uh so again however you are able to uh, do your parmesan cheese whether it be your great self-gradering it uh or you're getting you know, well, gratering or shredding it yourself, or you automatically get it pre-shredded, just make sure that you're using a half a cup. The next is one teaspoon of garlic powder, then half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of black pepper, So all that together, one, two, three, you're looking at about mm, six to seven ingredients. You know, some of that being spices more than anything. Well, not even that. Yeah. Well, not even spices. But yeah. Well, it's just three kind of, well, I don't know if you really want to call it two spices, if you would. And then the other additional ingredients. So yeah, it's not a lot. I tell you, it's a simple recipe, as you can see. So now we'll get to the instructions on how to actually prepare these um, Parmesan Brussels sprouts. So first, you're going to preheat the oven to your oven to 425 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're going to lightly grease a baking sheet with nonstick spray. Um, or if you don't want to use nonstick spray, you could always probably use some olive oil and you know a paper towel and just lightly grease it uh, and then set that aside. Um, next step is then to combine the brussels sprouts and the olive oil uh, in a large ziploc clothes bag and then shake to coat. Then you're going to add the breadcrumbs, the Parmesan cheese, the garlic powder, the salt, and the pepper to the bag, and then you're going to shake that. Now, after you do that, then you're going to spread on a layer, an even layer of the Brussels sprouts on the baking sheet, and then you're going to bake it for 15 to 17 minutes until the cheese is melted and then the Brussels sprouts they're lightly browned. Now you could certainly do other things with you know this recipe as well. Again, it being as simple as it is, um, there are, you could possibly do a balsamic vinegar reduction and reduction. It's not something that's difficult or hard. That is just simply the word or the term that's used when you're trying to reduce any type of liquid down to a more, a thicker consistency. So, it is possible to add a little bit more flavor to that. So while that is being done, while you're waiting for those the Brussels sprouts to you know finish their that baking portion, why not take maybe a, a cup? Well, I'll say a half a cup, maybe even a quarter cup, depending upon how much balsamic vinegar you like or have, <laughs> um, and reduce that down until it's thick, a thick consistency. And it's the timing has to be kind of right, too, because this is something that you also want to kind of drizzle over um, the Brussels sprouts um, when they come out of the oven. Um, Or if you prefer, um, you don't have to do it as soon as they come out of the oven. When you are about to serve them on a plate, um, then probably five minutes before you're about to serve them, make sure that you have that reduction available already and then place the Brussels sprouts on the plate. And then drizzle that uh, balsamic vinegar reduction um, across the top of it. Trust me, when I tell you that your friends, family, co-workers, whomever you're preparing for, just yourself, you are going to love uh, the the flavor, that uh, added flavor that the balsamic vinegar um, provides um, to this recipe or to the Brussels sprouts. And just think, uh, with that same process with this same process you could do this with uh, asparagus uh, i wouldn't say probably green beans although it would for me it would probably be an experiment and i would probably love it <laughs> but definitely i could see it being done with asparagus the same ingredients the same um, i think if anything you're probably going to uh, lower the heat to about uh, 375 um, because although you know you know br- uh, Brussels sprouts are they're smaller they're more condensed um, whereas asparagus it's even though it's a stock it's still um, being you know in heat it starts to wilt and you don't want it to overly wilt so I think uh, preheating the oven and keep in mind that I'm talking about the same recipe that we were just I was just mentioning but just lowering the heat to about 375 and everything else is the same Um and then, you know, bake that again—the fifteen to seventeen minutes, um, just until everything is you know melted over um, on the. In this case, the asparagus, and then yeah, it's gonna be—it's gonna taste just as delicious. I'm just thinking about these recipes now. <laughs> anyway. So there you have it, uh, the Parmesan Roasted Brussels sprouts. Uh, And that, you know, I didn't, that is not something that I came up with. It is a recipe, you know, I try to do research and and whatnot and see these things online. Um, So, you know, helping those that, the listening audience for the Umbuji Foodie and W E Q Y, so that you have ideas of uh, food. Culinary experiences. (laughs) I'm excited for, um, you know, doing recipes like this. It's just, it's fun. It's, It's so much fun. It really is. And on that, again, we're all talking about, you know, recipes and so forth. I'm going to actually, and I promised that we were going to do this, so we're going to get to, and the other, it's not really a recipe, it's just that I'm going to talk about an article of about the different types of spices and, and heat levels and so forth, Scoville levels. I'll explain. But before I continue, I would one, like to thank you again so much for tuning in to WEQI and my show, the UnBougie Foodie. Um, Again, you could find me here every Saturday at 10 a.m. talking about food, bringing you exciting uh, either places uh, that you can also go to, but sharing my experience so that you have an idea of how your experience might go and even to give you an opportunity to. Participate or even share your points of view by calling the radio station uh, and during my show and discussing either places that you've gone to or if something of interest piques your interest on the show as the show is happening, feel free to call in. You know, and that number is 651 200 3479. Again, that's 651 200 3479. You could always contact and ask a question uh, or maybe a suggestion uh, that you might have, Um, you know, even leave information or questions or comments on my Facebook page, as well as visiting any of my other social medias, uh, such as Twitter uh, or Instagram you should see a whole lot of pictures on Instagram. You know, I'm taking food pictures. <laughs> so Instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie. Twitter is at unbougie foodie. And then, of course, Facebook, as you know, is the unbougie foodie. And again, uh, you can find out so much about where I've gone, Um upcoming articles or just articles that I've uh, spoken of or even recipes that I've spoken of throughout the show can be found on, uh, you know, specifically on Facebook. Um, I look forward to the future in growing uh, and even directing you to other places where you would be able to uh, find out more about myself and the show, The Unbougie Foodie. Um, but... I say all of that too because I would like your participation I am as promised I think it was a couple of shows back I mentioned that I wanted to get you know the community more involved and specifically because of the fact that uh, farmers markets as of last week are open I want to it's almost like I want to sing that (laughs) to the top of my my lungs right now but I'm in the station I can't do that Um, (laughs) but you know it's the, for me, it's the, it's a great time because one, uh, I've had the opportunity for you know this for my this food show, um, you know that I'm hosting and, WEQY is giving me that opportunity, um, but, in conjunction with that, you know farmers markets, um, it's it gives you so many different ideas as. I'm not a professional chef. I'm I'm barely an amateur expert, actually, um, but I I I really I know what I like, and I think providing an opinion about and not even so much of an opinion because it makes it seem like oh well my thoughts matter more than anyone else's it does not that's why I always encourage you to call in and have a have a voice share a suggestion share a recipe but again getting back to my point I want to involve you as the listeners Um, this is a time for farmers markets in your neighborhood if you have a favorite one that you will travel to you know and get the kids in the car or just you by yourself or your significant other. And you're like, we're going to go uh, drive up 10, 15 minutes or however long to our favorite farmer's market. I'm giving you an opportunity to get involved. Uh, and it is a contest. It really is. I would like to pick one specific recipe, if you would, at the end of this contest and I plan to do this on a monthly basis, especially during the time period of a farmer's markets. So here we are at the beginning of the month of May. So I rules are, if you would, I would actually pick one vegetable or I'll just say ingredient. If you would, I won't I won't narrow it down to a specific vegetable. I will pick one ingredient And give you an opportunity to provide a great recipe. Now, this involves you actually doing the recipe, (laughs) but then you're going to have to actually send the photo along with your recipe or a description of what your dish is. From that, I will pick one winner at the end of the month and provide you with a substantial prize that will give you an opportunity to go out and enjoy. Uh, evening uh, if you would on the uh, UnBougie Foodie (laughs) so to submit those and I'll provide more information regarding that the contest um, on my Facebook page um, and uh, over the next few weeks um, even more information on them although today because it is Saturday and the farmers markets have been open for a week now my item that I would like you to either incorporate or provide a recipe for is ramp and that's R-A-M-P. So I will tell you that is a vegetable. So it can't simply be just, okay, you know, I've sauteed, you know, some ramp vegetable, some ramp leaves or so forth. This really has to be a tempting, uh, and an inviting dish that, um, hopefully you know you're i want you to be proud of it but again a recipe that involves or includes and has a strong inclusion of ramp ramp vegetables or ramp greens um submit that description as well as a photo to the unbougie at gmail.com and again that is the unbougie foodie at gmail.com. And if you want me to spell it, I'll spell it. That's fine. Uh, but it's T H E U N B O U G I E foodie, F O O D I E, at gmail.com. So I will be looking out for your recipe. Yes, I'm talking to you. I know that there are some wonderful cooks out there uh, or individuals that. Uh, Either go to the farmers markets and they're like, wow, OK, well, I I, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared to do it. No, don't be scared. I encourage you because, you know, what do I always say? It really is all about the food. Um, I appreciate the fact that anyone that is willing to take a chance, an opportunity and share their culinary expertise at whatever level. And share it with me, as well as with those within the community. So again, this is a contest that I will be picking at the end of the month, one specific winner. Now, mind you, this is not just for, this ramp vegetable is not just for it. That's just this week. I'm going to provide you at each week with a different item that, you know, from farmer's markets or specifically farmer's markets, actually, that you will need to create or come up with. And again, create, meaning that you will have to cook it and then take a picture uh, and then send it in as your submission. There will be each week a different item that I will uh, suggest or offer. So if it's not this week, it might be next week. But again, you'll have to listen in to find out what item that will be. So I guess we're going to have to call this somewhat like, I don't want to say a a, regular food show. We'll come up with a different name for it. But just know that it's the UnBougie Foodie Contest on WEQY. The Hidden... We'll come up with a name... (laughs) Uh, Because I just thought it's not that I just thought of it. I've talked about it for the couple of weeks, but I wanted to actually put that particular item out there so that you could get involved and hopefully looking for the opportunity to get some submissions. Because honestly, I am looking forward to presenting someone with a really nice having a really nice dinner, maybe for themselves uh, or for you know a couple you know just a a night on the town or i won't say night on the town because it makes it sound that i'm paying for everything (laughs) i'm paying possibly just for dinner (laughs) but it will be i assure you it will be uh at a value that you will appreciate um and no it will not be subway (laughs) although i love subway uh you know i want you know, listeners to be able to enjoy themselves. So again, that is ramp vegetables. Make your submissions to or send your submissions to the foodie at gmail.com and I will be waiting for them. I am mouthwatering photos. Uh longing to see what you're gonna come up with. So again, thank you so much for your participation and just tuning in this morning. Anyway, moving on gosh we're about ten forty-five. you know how the time flies man so many things going on today and things that i've got to do involving food later on i've got a i'm making bread pudding so maybe i'll have to take a photo and share that with you all online today um yeah i will be making bread pudding uh, that's another recipe that uh we'll have to talk about it another time because oh, my father yeah I've, I've been crowned from my family yeah Wesley's bread pudding even though it really came from my father but you know you have to when you're the next generation you gotta put a little eh in it so that people really like it <laughs> so I kind of did that anyway it had it, it, I assure you it involved nothing to do with alcohol right. yeah, just saying So, I don't know how, you know, it's a great time to talk about this next subject, which is hot sauce or heat. Because, man, I I tell you, um, here we are, one, we're going into spring and summer, you know, how people really start to get into grilling and so forth. But today, specifically, I've already talked about Cinco de Mayo and the Mexican food that's going to be down uh, in West St. Paul and the different types, but you know that there's going to be hot sauce. Hello, I talked about the jalapeno eating contest. Uh, I wonder if they would have like a habanero eating contest or scotch bonnet or Thai chili. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but what heat or what level of heat do you actually like or are you interested in i mean there are so many different types i mean we even have if you've been to the mall of america i'm quite sure everybody's been to the mall and you have not seen that store that i guess it has maybe a little dancing chili or something on it i I suppose i can't recall Uh, I I don't really pay it. I didn't pay attention to the logo itself, but, you know, it's it's just the story that has all the different types of hot sauces and the different levels. And anyway, when you are looking or when you're going into that store, you're thinking, man, I I don't know if I could handle these. I don't you know. Is this something that I could maybe I could try this one? No, that's too much. Uh, How do I tell the difference where you know, how do we find out how hot it is or what is how do they determine specifically how hot things are or what not so well there is something called you know, a Scoville level Scoville uh, referring to the actual heat uh, of I, I, you know, I want to say of a pepper Yo, know, so it, it, I mean that's really the, the best way to put it. You know, in Scoville it's a measurement of the spiciness or heat of chili pepper. And oftentimes it's in habanero, um uh ha- well ha- habanero, jalapeno I want to start off with, and the main ones that I use habanero, serrano, uh there's habanero, habanero. Jalapeno, habanero, serrano, then Thai chili. Those are the main ones that I've I've used. I use that in my pico de gallo. I use that in you know, those in my making chili. Um, when I go to a food truck, uh, or that specifically, um, that has um, a taco truck. Um, I, I do the tomatillo sauce only because it just seems like the, the tomatillo sauce, it's very mild, yes, but if you go past that or if you say, okay, well, I, why give it a little heat, it goes from the mild, which is the tomatillo sauce, to 50, <laughs> which might, I, I, it's. there are some places that have like this red sauce that... I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, I just think it's almost like <laughs> liquid uh, wasabi. It's just red or orange or something. Uh, but those, you know, the Scoville level on goes seriously high from just going to what? A... The Tomatillo... Which is like, okay, well, how high can you go? And I'm just kind of like trying to check to see. It's like, okay. Um, Gosh. There there are too many to even list. There, There really are. I mean, when you're looking at the Scoville level, I love how it goes from the green, which is, you know, the most mild, of course. And then as it continues up, going up the Scoville level, it starts to turn, uh, you know, yellow, orange, red, and then burgundy. (laughs) Uh, Burgundy being a level of, I don't want to be near, (laughs) I don't want to be involved in in any way, shape, or form. (laughs) Uh, And I think. Anyone would probably figure, no, that's not, no, I, I don't want to be anything near that. But I'm actually trying to just show, uh, so let's just say like a Poblano. Um, and there are just so many different ones because, like, okay, Scoville levels can go all the way up to. 15 million Scoville heat plants. Uh, that's, as they say, per capsaicins. And you're probably wondering, okay, well, capsaicins, what is, you know, capsaicins? Um, well, capsaicins is really, again, describing it, the specific heat uh, it is an active component as they say of chili peppers Um, at times it could be a think about uh, what is it pepper spray pepper spray is yeah pepper spray has capsaicins Uh, it's the ingredients or it's the component itself that actually gives chilies or any type of pepper their heat or their heat level and you know again it varies when i mentioned that because i was recently looking in men's health of all places and they were talking about the different types of heat that is out there or available the best unsung sauces uh, as well as saying how to make your own sauces. And <laughs> three easy steps. And they're not kidding. Really not kidding. Um, here's one. Uh, one that's referred to as the Pick a Pepper Hot Red Pepper. <laughs> uh, and it's used, and this is just, again, as an example. This version is great in a uh, uh, adult beverage referred to as a bloody mary um because of just you know different the spice levels if you're going to a, a spice level um on a bloody mary uh, i've learned that you can add like sriracha uh, which i did not know um here's another one pain is good pain is good batch number 114 it's a jamaican hot sauce um and there's a chef uh, Chef Reni Alfonso uh, that talks about you know that that heat <laughs> for his jerk seasonings. But again, it's just a different variety, just some different uh, just touching on the subject of what the heat levels that are available uh, and you know the the different peppers that you might use in your kitchen or in your meals. Uh, before I end, there is you know, we're almost at the top of the hour, and I really wanted to talk about a new uh place within Minneapolis that just recently opened. Um, well recently enough. Uh April thirteenth was their grand opening, and it is called Jamba or Jambo. Uh Jambo Kitchen specifically. They were in Oh, the West uh I think it was the West Bank uh, area uh, where Afro Delhi used to be at one point, but they took it over. Um, they are again in the um, Cedar uh, Riverside neighborhood area, and uh, they're located at 1939 South Fifth Street in Minneapolis. Um, they're a new place that is um, serving you know, Somalian or East African, uh, East African dining experience. Um, it's being headed by executive chef Jamal Hashi, I believe. Um, and again, they're looking to bring in, they're doing locally and scratch, uh, cooking, uh, and cuisine. Uh, they have a wide variety of, uh, of dishes available specifically, um, Bowls, you know, and they talked about a few of them. Um, gosh, they mentioned that how it has chicken, beef, um, or you know, a vegetable, um, you know, some some bosas, uh, some busas, excuse me. I'm um, uh, my tongue tied right now. Um, <clears throat> but they have different bowls that are available. Uh, with various choice of meat and they have goat they have which was you know they say in the future camel now see that's very very uh that might be far-fetched for some but for me uh no i'm willing to try that i'm so open to trying new things and i don't think i've had enough uh east african You know, cuisine, um, and so I need to have more of it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's all I'm saying about that. Um, But they are near the African Development Center in Minneapolis. Um, Their mission uh, statement, you know, they're stating that, uh, you know, it's really important to them. They're a social company. Um, They want to reflect as possible all the choices that you have in buying local. reducing waste and making food uh, from your own on your own and making it from scratch. Um, So I am they are, again, as I mentioned, they are open now. Uh, And one of the items that I I have talked about in the past and I really, really enjoy having is tzatziki. And if you're familiar with not familiar with tzatziki, um, it's a sauce that's served with grilled meats or as a dip um, and it's a very simple recipe. Um, you know, it's, it's made of salted, strained yogurt, um, or, or diluted yogurt that's mixed with cucumbers, garlic, um, salt, olive oil, and then sometimes lemon or vinegar or lemon. So just, uh, a new place that you should go to and visit, uh, for a new experience, a variety again of bowls that they have available, um, spiraled zucchini, carrots, cabbage, Even some guacamole on the side. But uh, again, um, offering that East Indian, excuse me, East African um, cuisine. Um, I'm looking forward to visiting them. So shout out to uh, Chef Jamal. Um, Thank you all so much for um, bringing um, an additional um, restaurant in the mix, if you would. So again, 1939 South 5th Street, Minneapolis. Um, Check them out. They're also available on Facebook. So at Jambo Kitchen, Jumbo Kitchen. Oh my goodness. Uh, the time has gone by so quickly. I want to thank you all so much again for tuning in to WEQY and specifically my show, The umbuji Foodie. Uh, you know, please go out and enjoy this wonderful day. It is a wonderful Saturday. Get out to uh, Cinco de Mayo and enjoy yourself. And as I end the show and... As I always end every show, I want to encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you to be because really, it is all about the food.